Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. Today I'm super excited. Uh, I, I just called them titans off the air, so... <laughs> I have two people that like never happens. Um, also, this episode is pretty topic based. So I'm also excited about that. So without further ado, everybody, please welcome to the mic. They're both authors and podcasters. Today, we have Cooper S. Beckett and Lindsay Miller. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and the book you've written is, of course, The Pegging Book. Pegging. 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 Skittle. <laughs> Skittle. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's unpack. Um, one of the things that I appreciate so much is like, um, I teach about pegging as well. And I do kink work um, where, you know, there's some gendered stuff that kind of comes up. So I, I like how much unpacking you do. Um, before you pack. Unpack before you pack. How's that? <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I'm glad you like that. So it's not just edging, you know. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can um, you tell me, like, what was the impetus to writing the book? Why this topic? Why now? Lindsay, you have such a great way of explaining it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so I work at a sex toy store and I do um, I work at this place called the Tool Shed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's a feminist and mission driven, like education based store. And so we do a lot of classes there. Right. And so Cooper uh, had actually been um, visiting our store to teach a class. I believe the first one was about swinging and yeah, I'm play pretty parties. sure it was swinging class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like, kind of, we got to know each other and found out that we both had expertise in pegging, <laughs> but in different ways. You know, like, I sell pegging gear, right? Like, that's my, um, I love doing that. I love talking to customers about, you know, what would be the right harness and dildo and stuff for them. So we, uh, and then uh, Cooper loves pegging, being pegged, right? Yeah. So that was like, well, this yeah. is perfect, too, because uh, we need like both perspectives. Yeah. Uh, pegger, peggy, <laughs> salesperson, I guess, you know, what do you need for the tools of the job? Uh, so it worked out really well. And we created this class together. Uh, and we were teaching it for probably, I feel like we've we taught it for five or so years, wow. you know, yeah. uh, once a, a, a season or a school year, basically. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a regular class. It, do, it does yeah. transfer to your college of choice. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You can get credit for it. Um, the credit is in, it's in the bedroom, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and when the pandemic started, we could no longer teach classes in person. Yeah. Um, Zoom classes are great, and I've taught many of them during these past three years. But um, 
right you know like uh, that that happened but we also <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right it's just not quite as personable it's not quite as fun sometimes um so yeah so instead of developing a online class which we did talk about we were like oh that's a thing we could do that we were like you know we have always wanted to make a book and there is no pegging specific books there are books on strap on sex there are books on lesbian strap on sex there's books books on anal pleasure and prostate stimulation but nothing specific to really? the act of pegging. Really? Well, I mean, wow. you know, there's there's the the weird stragglers on Amazon, but uh, right, other than right. that, you know, with all the people we know in the industry, mm-hmm. yeah. we've never seen a pegging book. Yeah. And so we had always talked about that. That like, well, this is a a, a little niche market that should be filled <laughs> maybe we yeah. could do it when we you see know? a hole and, that and needs yeah. filling you hole. beat me to it yes. you beat me to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so the the um the pegging book started during the pandemic and we were working on it pretty much the last i mean i think we started in 2020 yeah we, i know we did so yeah so yeah the, the beginning of 2020 two years mm-hmm. yeah. and Amazing. um yeah, and that's kind of how it took off. We had time on our hands. We were both home. Uh, <laughs> the store was closed for ten weeks, so we, you know, in, during lockdown. So yeah, we we got a good head start on it during lockdown, and have just been working continuously on it for the past two years. And mm-hmm. yeah, really, like it's amazing to me that we were able to write a book on one sex act, one single sex act. But there's a lot. There's again, a like, lot. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. to unpack. Yeah. So there's a lot there. Yeah. That's the origin story. Yeah. So crime of opportunity, basically, yeah. in yes. writing the book. Um, yeah, we were, I was chatting with uh, Cooper before he signed on, uh, basically saying, like, pegging is such a massive topic, like, um, that, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm like, I didn't take notes. I didn't, I didn't do, <laughs> like, I'm very confident there is just so much that will fill this hour. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, I, I, it's kind of the thing of like, the thing that I could have started notes on was like, where the hell do we start? Because yeah. like, it's such a massive topic, but perhaps, um, because this is something I know we did want to bring up. Maybe we can talk about like the origins of pegging. Because most people attribute it to like the Dan Savage coining the term. He did like a contest or something where people wrote in and stuff like this. But there's more to this story, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, the, the, I mean, the thing about any sex act is there is no origin of it. People yeah. just started doing it, you know. Uh, but the 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 term definitely came from Dan Savage uh, because he had a few terms and he put it out there to his listeners and that was the one that that caught on mm-hmm. you know I but think we, they can, had a vote, we can like a contest yeah there was a vote yeah, yeah. yeah. and then we look back further and like our good friend Tristan Terramino who who wrote the um, the uh, forward to our book she had uh, um, you know, an anal play and anal pleasure for men uh, DVDs. So she was talking about that. Then we go back further and we've got uh, Carol Queen and Bend Over Boyfriend. Yep. And it's, it's really, people have been talking about it forever and we feel like it's just kind of got its moment now. 
<laughs> yeah, I love how in the forward Tristan Taromina men- mentions Luna Batatas in that yes. moment in the Met Gala. Yeah, um, yeah. With I, Luna's the Cara best. De, De Vigny, De Vigny, I don't know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> yeah, not important in the in the, <laughs> in the story, really. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, how, yeah, it kind of had its moment there, you know. Unfortunately, Luna Batatas didn't get credit for, uh, you know, her her trademarked phrase being used uh, in such a big way. But yeah, um, I was just happy the internet threw a shit fit. Yes, they did. Yes. I bought, I bought a Luna Matata's like peg the patriarchy um, t-shirt right after that. Cause I was like, Oh, she needs support, you know, like, so hopefully she got a bunch of t-shirt sales. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Sex educators (laughs) have each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, We we, we try. We do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. (laughs) We're all poor, but we'll do our best to support each (laughs) other. Help one another. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, At at the very least we could get very mad on Twitter. We're true sex communists. We, we, we help one another out. Comrades exactly. in sex. Yeah. Comrades in sex. Definitely. Um, okay, maybe I'm thinking what I would like to ask the two of you. Uh, this is a yeah. question I get asked a lot, not just surrounding pegging, but surrounding like kink, different kink things in general of like, how do we ask our partner to do blank? How do we... You know, how do we reveal to our, you know, whomever that we're into this thing and we would like them to do it to us or for us yeah. to do it to them? Those mm-hmm. those like having conversations uh, questions. So like what can the two of you say as far as if that blank is pegging? What would you what's some advice you would give someone? Oh, man, it's we 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 have to acknowledge that the reason people ask this is because of fear. Yes. And fear and shame, really. And we never know what the root of that fear and shame is. And for pegging, it can be so many things because there is the societal stigma uh, about anal sex. There's the um, assumption that anything in your butt makes you gay. There's the, you know, feeling like a less of a man for your partner. You know, there's a lot of toxic masculine bullshit tied up in the desire to be pegged. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we talk about this a lot in the book. And and one of the things uh, that we really try to do is help you unlearn these learned behaviors and recognize that the only way you're ever going to get to do something is by asking. And therefore, you you just have to do it. You just have to ask your partner. We do uh, give a nice shortcut where you could put the episode of Broad City about pegging on and then turn to your partner and say, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of that, too, of being like, oh, I listened to this podcast episode about yeah, pegging. Yeah. I yeah. listened to like Cooper and Lindsay talk on Aaron's podcast about this thing. Yeah. You know, listen to it's, it. What do you think? Yeah. It's easy to use <laughs> media to break the ice. I think, I think so, too. Yeah. What do you think, Lindsay? Yeah, I think that it's it's interesting because as much as we delve into like toxic masculinity um, in men being afraid of either seeming gay or feminine or like a, like a 
less of a top because they want to be pegged. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of like internalized misogyny and, and toxic masculinity on the women's side sometimes of like mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, what, I'm not enough. Like you need more or, oh, uh, I'm not doing it for you. You want something else. Or maybe maybe they assume if my partner wants this, they're gay and they don't actually are, are not right. actually attracted to me. You know, there's the, yep. it comes from both sides. The the toxic, it the harms to- us all. toxicity, yeah, affects us all exactly. So I think that um, you know it was interesting to kind of delve into that too. I think that like I don't want to say that being polyamorous, I talk to my partner more. I don't know the how much monogamous people talk to their partners. I hope but it's as much as I do. do Lindsay. You but you probably know, we'll, do, Lindsay. You probably do. We always like say communication is so incredibly important in poly relationships. It's important in every single relationship. But I think that oftentimes us poly folks get a lot of uh, practice, you know? Yeah, because yeah. so you're just doing we, it more often s- with more people. Yeah, we're just like of, always, yeah. always practicing, right? And, and with I bigger that concepts often. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think that that's so important for monogamous people also to practice. And sometimes it's not going to be about, well, I'm attractive to someone else. Maybe that's not their thing, right? Like they're not polyamorous. But what it could be is I want to talk about my sexual desires. I want to talk about the things that I'm intrigued by and not necessarily that I need to do them, but that I'm intrigued by them. I want to, I want to discuss them. I want to talk about them. So I think that just communication and relationships is so incredibly important and can't be understated. Um, And so I think that opening lines of communication and, and, it also helps with like trust in partnerships and and building trust. So talking about your desires and like sexual fantasies is probably up really up there as one yeah, of the most probably important something things you, you should do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just saying, I things, mean, I don't want to yeah. generalize advice, but you know, maybe a good idea. Well, and the yeah. the, the the thing is, we we all recognize that. Like Lindsay and I fully recognize that at a point we were too shy to bring up things to our partners. We were too shamed to do so. And you need to find creative ways to crack that ice because it gets easier, but it's still hard. You know, like I still- It's a skill that you you learn and then you practice and then get better at, so. And especially if you have historically dealt with relationships where communication is not appreciated. Yeah, like right. in my past, I have someone who would say yes, but mean no. Mm. And so I have the hardest time taking yes for an answer. And it's something I really, 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 really had to work on. And so it's, 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 we need to recognize our triggers and recognize what would make this easier for us? You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people say you have to have these conversations face to face, but sometimes it's easier to text, even if you're in the same room. Mm -hmm. And if that works for you, then you should absolutely do it that way. Yeah, or like Mm -hmm. write it beforehand and then read it, or like write, jot down some point form things of things you know you wanna say and then have a bit of conversation, but also have this thing to refer to if uh, needed. Yeah, yeah, it can look so many different ways. 
Yeah. And yeah. visiting your local sex toy store, sometimes that will inspire folks. <laughs> well, I love that say, as a tip. No, I do. Yeah, right. that's great. You know, like, yep. I mean, I, and I just I literally just thought that because I was like, when else would you talk about sex? Oh, duh. You're walking at, like, around my a job. store and pointing out shit. That looks interesting. That looks cool. Yeah. You could go for lube, but then the dildos are right behind you and you go, hmm, hey, or the harnesses are right there. And you're like, hey, <laughs> what do you so think? is this a thing you've ever thought about? This book yeah. is hanging out, the pegging book. Oh, it's right there. What? What is that? <laughs> Let's talk about it. You know, um, but I also think that there's, um, at least at work, again, I, I talk to people and I've been working at a sex toy store for 10 years. So I've heard everything, you know, and I talk to people in this way that there's absolutely no shame and they cannot surprise me. It's, it's very much like yeah. someone talking to their doctor and they're like, I'm so ashamed of this. And the doctor's like, I don't give a shit. I, I cannot tell you how much I exactly like this does not matter to me and people will come in and talk to tell me basically their darkest deepest fantasies and I'm like yep okay so let's uh let's get you that harness all right and 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 it's so shame-free that I think people find it super refreshing and and I I again it's uh, been a development I was a very very shy teenager I would never have talked about sex to anyone so like uh, it's been a long practice, yeah. but people find it so refreshing to be able to talk openly. So yeah. tr- strive to like be able to talk without shame about sex, it, it, but it does take a while. Yeah, and I think something that's even harder, uh, perhaps harder in some ways, maybe, that's what she said. Um, the <laughs> I'm watching a lot of The Office. Um, so... <laughs> Like we're talking about, yeah, uh, polyamorous people having these conversations kind of constantly and they might be developing skills, honing skills more or faster or whatever than monogamous people. But it's really important for monogamous folks. I think it's also important to bring up single folks, you know, who, um, you know, get intimacy, uh, get sex in whatever ways they get it. It's just as important to uh, develop those skills because something you talk about in the book is like, okay, you know, the thing of like, I, I receive a lot of these DMs too of like, oh, peg me mistress, blah, blah, blah. Like, so if you're maybe a single person who is not partnered, you know, how would you kind of go about <laughs> getting this fantasy met? You know, oh, like, yeah, like, what are our <laughs> options here? What's it's the tough. most respectful way to do it? I think if you're, if you're not looking for a sex worker, like if you are not willing to pay someone or you don't have the means yeah or you don't have the means yes absolutely and which i i highly you know suggest going in that direction because they're going to be the professional right like they're going to know what they're doing no one's going to probably get like hurt in the process or fumble and do weird things that they you know if they don't know what they're doing right but if that's not an option if that's not on the table um going to through dating apps and social networking sites and such for the sole purpose of being pegged is not a great avenue. It's yeah. it, it right. makes people feel super objectified, like they're just you know a sex toy, right. an yeah. extension of the dildo, right? Um, it makes people feel yeah probably like garbage, and also that like I would be doing a service for you for free because again, right. a sex worker would do this for money. So why what's in it for me? Yeah, it's this exchange of like, I, I kind of like this, uh, this topic of like, you know, how submissive cis males outnumber like lifestyle 
a female dominance like 10 to 1 you know what I mean and it's like well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's like the myth right but it's like what's probably more accurate is that you know (laughs) nobody's getting back to you Uh, like no one's getting back to your dms unless they're getting paid for it because you are approaching us in such a disrespectful so pushy Yeah, Yeah, yeah like you're getting you're like tapping from the bottom in this way that's like absolutely i and i say this all the time i'm like i i don't necessarily want to be dominated but when a, a submissive messages me i'm like how dare you how dare you message me but you know they're really pushy and i think that guys that are really into pegging they have like a one-track mind sometimes and they get really pushy about it and i think it's so much it's harder and it's a longer game to play but it's so much better for everyone involved if you go right. out and find someone to date, someone to love, someone who, or just a to casual sexual it, partner or, to yeah. hook up with, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. once you like and trust one another, bring up pegging. Because starting there is, you're, you're bound, honestly, bound to fail, especially if you don't want to pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. seriously, you know, people, people think that, I, I don't understand why people think that wanna fuck is a good opening message. <laughs> Even um, at a sex club, that's a terrible yeah. opening line. I mean, right. you know? I, I guess I understand it because guys think if they were asked that, they'd be all excited. I guess that's probably what it is. But it doesn't work. It never works. <laughs> Even on the dating sites that are about sex. Even, I mean, I, I suppose not never. I, I think on Grinder you could probably get away with one of fuck. Yeah. But if you're looking for just sex, it, it's, it requires at least putting forth minimal effort. Yeah. And when you're looking for pegging, it's sex plus. You know, it's, it's above and beyond. And so I think a lot of people, uh, like, my guess, Lindsay, is the reason you get a lot of the pegging comments is because they assume, hey, you like this especially. Mm-hmm. So you probably would get excited about anyone interested in doing this. It's right. sort like, of different from sex in their for... mind. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I do think that people think that I am very hard up for finding a partner. And I, I want to be like, I have literally never pegged someone I wasn't in love with, in a relationship with, or married to. I have never. Yeah. And people think I'm just pegging all day long. Everyone knows. Like, no, nope. I have never pegged someone who I am not in a committed relationship with. Because it does for me. And I'm a demisexual. So, like, I generally don't fuck people that I'm not into anyways. But, like... For me, it's uh, so much more trust and and vulnerability, and that it's just like uh, it's 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 different for me than just PIV sex or just oral sex. It's it's like elevated in this way in my mind that that makes it a little bit more fragile and and connected and uh, which I love about it. But again, I'm not willing to do it with most people because I'm just like it's it's separate. It's special to me. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. And it requires, therefore, like more conversations surrounding the activity. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like even, even when I'm offering this, like I'm facilitating like a pegging session at work, it's like I need to, because of like the, uh, you talk about this a lot in the book, we brought it up very briefly, this like thing of like, you know, all this gendered kind of emotional baggage 
uh, is surrounding this activity or can surround this activity or inform it the way you do it, right? So like that's something that I really need to uh, pick their brain about before we get into the activity because like if Mm. you are if the person is kind of wanting to do this activity because uh you know if it's the humiliating slant right right Uh, if it's the sissy slant if it's stuff like that like then I'm not as comfortable facilitating pegging this particular activity like I'll only do feminization when it's like we're you know it's um positive uh, like sure, reinforcement yeah. surrounding feminization right so like that's something I have to be really careful with with some of these kinks that I facilitate that I'm like okay like and we can consensually humiliate you and call you you know a, a little girl for wanting to get pegged but like just as long as we are on the same page that like we are subverting this heteronormative right. narrative and not enforcing it you know what I mean right yeah. Right. We don't actually think this is true. Yes. But I'm happy to do it. Yeah. But it's not true. In pretend land. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And for a lot of folks, it is pegging is purely kinky. And it's so interesting to me when, you know, working at a at a store where we sell kink items and we have yeah. like a kink wall. You know, and so I'm always like, that side of the store has kink items. But then people will come in and be like, but sex toys are kinky. And I'm like, what? Or okay. a threesome is <laughs> kinky. And I'm like, sure. not if you're not spanking them. I don't understand. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, so, but kink, the, you know, definition wise, is basically just the what's not normal to Subversion. you. It's your yeah. definition right. of what is not normal to you. I, you know, I talked to someone once and they said that like lesbian sex was kinky. And I was like, it's what? It's sex. That's just sex. What's wrong with you? You know, because it's not normal to them. What That's not that's not something they do. Um, so for some folks, pegging is like so strictly in this kink category. Mm-hmm. And for like for myself, it's like a loving sexual act and it has nothing to do with kink or mm-hmm. humiliation or cessification or anything like that. But uh, so I feel like even just the act itself can be so different for different people. Yeah, very. I love, yeah, you kind of unpack this a little bit and like talking about like, is pegging a kink or isn't it? And it's like, well, yes and no. And yes. And right. Also, maybe yeah. like if you want it maybe, to be, yeah. if you identify that way. <laughs> what are the intentions here? Yeah, because there are definitely people that. Um, are just like yes the physical stimulation is fabulous uh, and that's literally it <laughs> it's sex right. yeah, it's, it's vanilla sex, sex. Yeah. yes <laughs> and I think part of it is is uh, part of the reason for the book is recognizing that sex is sex is sex you know we have as a society decided that sex looks like um, penetration until ejaculation that's the societally understood definition of sex. But we over here, um, specifically queer me, I keep talking for Lindsay because I'm, I feel like I know Lindsay pretty well at this point. Um, <laughs> we, we sort of look at it as any sexual act, be it um, blowjobs, be it hand jobs, be it, um, you know, uh, clothed rubbing you know what 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 did they call that frottage in, in yeah high? well yeah yes they weren't <laughs> calling it frottage in junior high but but uh dry humping that's there the word i'm looking for i was like grinding no yeah yeah it, it's all sex and when you recognize that 
it definitely takes a little bit of the scary power away from it because we all want sex to some degree you know okay i I shouldn't say we all i understand there is a a sexuality a lot of us want sex to some degree yeah and And, even ace folks yeah some ace folks want sex also yeah so taking away the the uh, big scary power of sex and I acknowledge that big scary power is almost 100% because of um, religion, at least yes. in America it is. Uh, so we have to take that back and we have to recognize that this is a fun thing that we can do. And it's a fun thing we can do, you know, we can do with our partners or uh, folks who are in open relationships can do with their friends. And the uh, the big notions of everything surrounding pegging uh you know like we say in the book there is little you can do that is less gay <laughs> yeah, than having look. sex with a woman <laughs> as a man yeah i mean you you just no matter what the sex looks like yeah yeah it, yeah. it is just simply <laughs> not gay i mean you gotta recognize that so therefore <laughs> Uh, you can just wipe that one right off the board. That is that is not part of this. Yes. And I always say, you know, like, I was pretty confident I was heterosexual for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when I started having twinges of bisexuality, I was pretty confident that I was gay. And I was horrified that I totally misunderstood my sexuality. Mm. Until I realized that there is this whole bisexual thing. There is this whole vast spectrum of desire and sexuality and the most important thing i learned is that trying things is what tells you about yourself Mm -hmm. so being afraid to try something because you think it might make you gay (laughs) is really being afraid to try something because you don't want to learn something new about yourself something that you don't want to hear And if gay is that thing you don't want to hear, you need to unlearn some homophobia there. Because if you are gay, wouldn't it be great to know you're gay? Because then you can go out and fuck the gay guys. You can just do that. Increase your pool, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And on Tinder, want to fuck might work. Yeah, a grinder, yeah. Grinder, grinder, yeah. Yeah, Tinder, it still doesn't work, even though it's supposed to be the same, yeah. You gotta put forth more effort on Tinder. Yeah, that's that's something that's fabulous to bring up. I love how you were like, not only can pegging not will pegging not make you gay, nothing can make you gay. Right. right. <laughs> nope. If you're attracted to someone of a different gender than you, then you're probably not gay. Yeah. I yeah. love just how like blatantly you said that. <laughs> like nothing can make you gay. Because it's the it's the first thing that people ask us. You know, it's yeah. it's the oh, thing that goodness. people are most afraid of. And it really feels like an oversimplification. You know, just yeah. like please don't worry about it. Like you really don't have to worry about it. And yeah. I always I always say, you know, it's easier said than done. Most of the stuff that we talk about, most of the like sex advice I give, easier said than done. Even communication. That's easier said than done, right? Yeah, but totally. also I, I I so often just want to be like, please don't worry about it. Like goddamn, like <laughs> please right. stop thinking about it. Don't have anxiety over this. <laughs> so many other things to focus on when you're packing someone, you know, and yeah, worry about how much 
much lube like, you have in the house. Yes, Worry about exactly. if your vibrators are charged. Yeah, like, if the damn. garbage is close by, so you can pop that dirty <laughs> yeah, glove exactly. in it, like etc. Like <laughs> so much more. Did we get the right towel down? Did we like etc. etc. <laughs> so much of that like important things. Um, I have something uh, a funny moment to share. Um, yes. This okay, is not a I pegging a... story, but this is calling someone gay story. Which oh, is, can I interject it's for a second? Two, it's between two <laughs> two queer people. It's fine. Um, gotcha. But I was having sex with someone, and they said something very romantic to me. <laughs> we mm. usually kind of oh. have like a harder sex kind of vibe between the two of us. So they, we were fucking, and it kind of went into making love territory. Um, mm. And they said something very romantic to me, and I like visibly got like I was really into it and then they like looked at me and they're like gay which is very funny <laughs> this is very very funny moment so, so gay <laughs> and we just laughed so much it was great <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And they have sexy themed events running all the time. Here's just a few as I'm scrolling through their Instagram, which is located at Club M4 Events. We have threesome Fridays. We have a sexy plus size play party. A night revolving around mini skirts. Naughty on a school night. Ooh, and a Bi Pleasure Wednesday night dedicated to all things oral. Well, if that doesn't get you excited enough, you can head on over to their website at clubm4.com to investigate even further. The club is located at 1989A Dundas Street East in Mississauga. You can come by and see what a club made for swingers by swingers is all about. So, okay, let's move then, since we kind of segue, we're kind of segueing into this, like, okay, what are the more important things that, like, we maybe should be aware of then? Like, if there's, you know, all of this stuff that, like, okay, just get over it, like, don't even worry about it, it's just, you know, um, what are things that we do need to focus on? (laughs) We make two strong points in the book. Mm -hmm. One is that it will not make you gay. Yes. That we, we won't be taking any questions on that. Like any, there is no, <laughs> there is no gray area that. there. Yeah. And two, spit is not lube. That is oh, the other Lordy one. Lube. No gray area. So lubrication yeah. is, is the most important thing in pegging. Yeah. Good yeah. Lube. lubrication and communication. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> Tagline. What are, yeah. what kinds of lubes? What are our favorite lubes Ooh. for specific like pegging? Oh, this, this is Lindsay's bellywick here. Yes, exactly. My, Let us, yes, preach. bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so silicone lube is great for anal play. Um, generally speaking, when it comes to like, uh, sex with a bio cock. I always recommend silicone lube for anal sex because it doesn't dry up. It lasts really long. A little goes a long way. It's super slippery. Gen- but uh, again, also generally speaking, if you have a silicone toy, oftentimes when silicone gets on silicone and is left on it, it can actually kind of like 
rough up the surface area of a toy. That's not always the case. You can always test out the bottom of a toy to see if it affects it, but sometimes silicone and silicone bond and it can ruin a toy. So you want to be careful with that. And we always suggest put a condom on your toy and then you mm-hmm. can use any yeah. kind of lube you want mm-hmm. and it's super easy cleanup. So yeah, you just take off the that's condom That's always after. a nice Yeah, exactly. So that's always a nice tip if you, you want to share use silicone it lube, which I do think Mm-hmm. It's never going to be super, yeah, you don't have to wash in between partners or you, I mean, generally probably should anyways, but you don't have to boil it or sanitize it. Right. right. Um, so, uh, silicone is really great because it's long lasting. Um, but then also like a thicker water-based is really good. Like, uh, I always sell, um, of yeah, like texture. a gel, uh, liquid sassy is a really nice oh, yeah, water-based thick fave. gel. Yes. Yeah. I love it for anything, any Me kind too. of play because it's just really good. It's got like a cushion to it, you know, like, so it's there's got some body a to thickness, it, but yeah. not too much body. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like body beautiful. It's not sticky either. It's not like honey. I had a lube once. Oh my God. I won't. I won't name drop because it probably doesn't even exist anymore, but it felt like honey and no. it was yeah. sticky no. like honey, yeah. but it was silicone based. What? So I felt it for literally, no. I feel like two full days after <laughs> no. many showers, no. many cleanings. And I just felt it. Uh, gosh, we actually ended up using it for like as a silicone lube for, um, this is so stupid. Like, like using it with wire, you know, like to, to move stuff in the house. Oh, no. so like we used it for a, like, a, yes, yeah, not exactly. Not in sex. No, no, we, we could not use it for sex. sex. We could not use it for sex whatsoever. We had to use it on an old mattress, like to, to move the mattress. Yeah. So like it was absolutely unusable for sex. We were just like, but what, what else could we use silicone lube for? Oh, yes. There are many other uses. Yeah. <laughs> but, shine up some latex. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So the, the kind of lube you use is kind of important. Um, and and on, honestly, sometimes it's a trial by fire, right? You got to You got to pick a few out and then see what is good for you and your your body and your partner and your toys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. Um, okay. Mm. The next thing on my list here, the, the, what notes I did make, I want it. Okay. (laughs) This, why I jotted this down as a note is because this happened in a session to me. Um, and right at the end of the session, this was kind of like an educational, um, but also, a scene so it's like you know kind of a blend of education with this couple but also we Mm -hmm. were doing scene work as well and um yeah at the end we are kind of like the guy was bottoming for the whole thing um and we are kind of like what did you think of like all these different activities we tried and he was kind of saying they're interesting to me like he was kind of um talking through his feelings surrounding Mm -hmm. this whole experience right and he was like they're interesting to me that they weren't but they weren't necessarily sexually arousing to me like I didn't I wasn't hard and I and I really and I really need to be hard throughout Mm. a scene or else I'm in my head and like he said that right at the end like almost as if like almost when they were going out the door and I was like (laughs) oh that's not the time to drop that bomb like we need to unpack that um and it was so unsatisfying for me as a provider because like we didn't have time to talk about that right um so I was wondering if we could talk about it now because there's a part uh in your book that was like hey you know um lots of times you're not hard when you're getting pegged and yeah. what's that like, Cooper? What what are your feelings surrounding that? <laughs> well, um, as as you as you're uh, asserting, uh, I I don't stay hard during uh, pegging. <laughs> as I'm and, asserting. 
Many people don't stay hard during pegging, and the reason yeah. is your your butt is taking all the blood there because you know. that's yeah. how you feel good. You know, blood rushes I mean, to the area. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and it, it's so it's different for me because I'm on uh, several mind meds that keep me sane, and those things <laughs> also meds, have a good. nasty habit of messing with erections and orgasms. You know, but I feel sane, so I don't worry as much. And one of the things I had to unlearn was uh, the idea that a, a rock hard dick means you're having fun. Mm -hmm. Because I personally have always loved the feeling of being sucked while soft. So that clearly means I enjoy being soft occasionally. And even sexually enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So recognizing that, that that is not a one-to-one -one equation and having your partner recognize that because I've definitely been with women in a pegging situation mm -hmm. who were concerned I was not having a good time because I was not hard. And it's so it, it's a lot and it's a lot to get in your head about. One of the ways you can stay out of your head is put your damn face in a pillow and get pegged and don't look at your cock because <laughs> you're enjoying yourself. So it doesn't fucking matter what it looks like. Yeah, you put know? a blindfold on then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be leaking prosthetic fluid everywhere. So it's basically the same. Yes. And it, it, it's just... I feel like there's a little bit of that toxicity just kind of sliding in there again. Yeah. And it's not as, you know, malignant as some of these other things, but it is this idea that only staying hard is is what shows attraction, is what makes you a manly person. It's it's just not the case. If you are really worried about it, there are plenty of pharmaceuticals that will make sure you stay hard, even while pegging. This, this is true. And for hours afterwards. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I, and I recommend Cialis because it's not a continuous hard-on. Mm. It's a very easy hard-on for like 48 hours. Like yeah. you just... The easiest boner you'll ever, you'll ever have. <laughs> but at the same time, really, it's not important. And, and it's unpacking this idea of penis centric sex, you know? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what your dick is, is the least right? important part of pegging. Yeah. No one's, no, no one cares about your dick. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell Be you, guy. <laughs> unless you're also trying to put your dick in someone else, which yes, right, I've done. Right. Yeah. But it's a rare occasion. Basically, it was one of those, okay, this is not a drill. I need you on my <laughs> cock now because who knows how long this will last. Yeah. And good thing I took a Cialis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think it's somewhat similar to like uh, women being wet. You know, I was like, just going to yes. say that. Yes. Tell me, Lindsay. Sometimes that's yes. just based on being dehydrated like yeah. your body can't give any more moisture you are dehydrated <laughs> yeah, therefore right. or you're taking a med as well yeah mm -hmm. yeah or or medications 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's also this thing that Emily Nagoski goes into in her book, Come As You Are, called arousal non-concordance or disconcordance, mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's either being aroused when you shouldn't be or uh, not being aroused when you think you should be kind of thing, or like your body not responding in the way that yes. uh, society tells you, like, if you're aroused, your vagina should be wet. And it's like, well, right. but I'm also dehydrated or I'm also, or my body just doesn't, doesn't do it the same way that I, society tells me it should. Or if you're aroused, you should have an, uh, uh, an erection. And it's like, well, uh, actually all of the blood is flowing to my prostate and it, there's just not enough. I don't have very good <laughs> blood circulation, blood something like that, you what? know, like, um, or it's all in my head because I can't think or the position, my head is off the side of the bed. Like, like the yeah. position is yeah. weird. You know, and so... Um, so all in your head in multiple ways. In, in multiple really. ways, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that really, like, opened up all these doors for me of, like, oh, well, it, again, it comes down to communication. You ask your partner, are you actually having, experiencing pleasure, even if you're not, right. um, like, s like, dripping wet, or even if you don't have a raging erection? Like, are, you ask the person are you having a good time right now? And if they say yes, you trust them that they yes. are saying yes. And, uh, and then you, you, you keep going, <laughs> giving them pleasure, doing the thing that's helping them uh, potentially either just have pleasure or maybe get to orgasm. But also that doesn't have to be the goal either. You know, fun is the right. goal, not, you know, orgasm is a fun bonus maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about prostate orgasms for a moment? <laughs> Speaking sure. Of orgasms. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. We, we can. Um, Again, not that the you know the journey is more important than the destination, <laughs> like Lindsay just said. But also, this is a thing that right. might get people wanting to try pegging because they want to experience a prostate orgasm. Well, and as someone who has experienced mm -hmm. many prostate orgasms now, okay, I will. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> I will. I will suggest that the best thing about the prostate orgasm for me especially because of my medication mm -hmm. is i don't need to be hard and i don't need to ejaculate oh lovely what pressure to take off of you i know right yeah so uh if you have any experience with a squirting orgasm in women mm -hmm. um and this is not me mansplaining squirting orgasms they they tend to just be continuous waves of pleasure. Yes, I liked how you described this. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, it, it, it's not like the the standard orgasm for a man, which is done. Yeah, you know that's that's it, and it's awesome. And it, but not to diminish an ejaculatory orgasm, but it is just done. Yeah. And the prostate orgasm is more like that G-spot orgasm, which is a wave that builds like you're about to ejaculate, but then goes back down and then builds again and then goes back down. My favorite way I've ever seen it, and this was how I felt at my first prostate orgasm, is like it's a wave coming toward the shore really fast, but the shore is moving away at the same speed of the, as the wave. So it just keeps going. And my first prostate orgasm lasted something like 55 minutes. <laughs> and this is not a continuous orgasm because prostate orgasms sort of uh, have aftershocks. It's like an earthquake. Mm -hmm. And then like a few minutes later, oh my God, there it is again. 
and holy crap, what are we still doing? And uh, <laughs> it, which can be a lot. And I don't really enjoy them lasting that long. And I'm glad they've sort of <laughs> mellowed a little bit. But it's what's great, uh, especially about the prostate orgasm, is you're you're really turning on a whole new source of pleasure. And once you do that, your body is making connections to this new source of pleasure because it can. So prostate orgasms for me are now no longer only associated with stimulation of my prostate. They're associated with pretty much anything sexually. I can even very, very occasionally have them without physical stimulation at all. And but to you know, expect it, that, expect that early oh, on, no, right? No, no, is don't go chasing it because yes. it is it is very difficult to find. The same thing with G spot orgasms, but if you embrace the possibility of it, yes, and know that the more you play with your prostate, the better likelihood something like this will happen. Yeah, it's. You know, and even if you don't have what I would consider a prostate orgasm or what you consider a prostate orgasm, because you know what? No one can tell you you didn't have one. There you go. Uh, you're still experiencing pleasure. And the orgasm, yes, is the bonus. It's the cherry. It's the, it's the, the extra on top. But the pleasure is about the journey, and especially with pegging, because it's not stampeding toward that. I, I liken an ejaculatory orgasm to a sneeze. It's pleasurable, but quick. <laughs> uh, you're not stampeding toward that, because yeah. that means it's over. The other thing about pegging is it doesn't have an it's over moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really, you do it. It's a until let's conclude moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until you're done doing it. Yeah. So, you know, like I always get to a point where I'm a little too sensitive. Yeah. And or, you know what? I just want to use my dick. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do another activity? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like blowjobs, you know. Well, for me, blowjobs rarely amount to orgasms. Okay. So they're just they're they're something we do. And then we do something else. Yeah, the destination is pleasure. I feel right. like mm -hmm. that's a really, um, even for me, like as a young adult, making that realization for like me receiving anal sex, I was like, oh my God, like if I stop concentrating on like the, uh, you know, the, the goal is to receive a dick, like porn star anal sex, you right. know, mm -hmm. and instead mm -hmm. have the destination be pleasure, then it's like, oh, wow, suddenly I'm centered in this activity and I'm actually really enjoying it. So, yes. you know what I mean? I think it's one of those moments of like, I, I mean, I get that too, where people come in and they have booked like, an hour with me like just an hour and they're like i want to have a prostate orgasm via pegging and i'm like um <laughs> kind of a tall order and they're like i've never done it before and i'm like, like oh, never done no. pegging before and i'm like wow wow yeah. okay yep. wow <laughs> i will also caveat that my first prostate orgasm was not from pegging okay yeah it yep. was from some expert manipulation of a butt plug there you go so mm -hmm. you may never prostate orgasm from pegging it just may never happen yeah. but once you let your butt be a pleasure source you have a far likelier chance of it happening yeah, really. the opportunities mm -hmm. are endless yeah yes 
yeah. during this entire conversation, the song Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls has been going through my head. 100%. I'm, I'm so bummed that we didn't have a section of the book that's just like, don't go chasing waterfalls. You know, stick to the I, rivers yeah, and the lakes that you're used to. We really, we really should have. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that works so well. I like I I out of nowhere realized that since a peach is our logo for the book, mm. our our biggest mistake was using squishy walnut to describe the prostate and not peach pit. Oh yeah. like I would put out a second edition just to do that. <laughs> just to make that final edit. Just to make that change. <laughs> because fuck, peach pit, come on. It's perfect. It is perfect. Okay, I don't want to go too much longer without uh, talking about how this could be interesting for the person pegging. How oh. could this could be hot for, for the sure. person pegging? How we can, you know, uh, receive as non-penis owners, um, like a factory installed, I'm talking about. Um, I own mm-hmm. many a dick. Um, there's yeah, a silicone I, I in that drawer much, over yeah. there. I own a many, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how that can uh, bring our pleasure into this act and all that good stuff. Like, what's in it for us? <laughs> yeah, that Discuss. means I'm going to shut the fuck up for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a whole section in the book about like, okay, so what are the many ways that a person who, the pegger, could mm. be getting pleasure from this or, or what could they derive from it? And there is that kink element. If you are interested in maybe dominating a partner or maybe um, uh, topping your partner in such a way to give them pleasure too, but then also like mentally give you this like kink power um there's definitely that element and i know a lot of people who want to dominate or want to peg their partner in a dominating way um but then depending on the kind of toy you pick there could be physical pleasure right we have lots of different styles of toys out there some of them some of which are like insertable for the pegger Mm -hmm. um they're kind of shaped like an l yeah like Mm -hmm. a double um so those can be um, can stimulate the G spot while pegging, or could be a you know a vibrating dildo that is um, you're pushing against the base of the dildo with your pubic bone, and generally speaking, like position wise, maybe even your clitoris, and so that can also um, have a lot of stimulation for the pegger. So there's that physical element that like well maybe the actual act itself is giving you physical stimulation in a way that would be similar yeah Yeah, even even just like the um pressure on the pubic mound yep you know Mm -hmm. yeah lots of pressure friction and uh, stimulation that way sometimes there's also those dildos that the base is textured so if you've got the type of harness that's open-ended at the at the back um then that can be right on you externally yeah, I always like to say fuse um, harness. Or I fuse was going to say fuse are really too. Great. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. Um, that's a Canadian company it that is, has yeah. like uh, really awesome shapes and sizes, and they're really like if people are into pegging, I go there first. I'm like, this isn't, like, and they always have like a little hole at the base for a um, vibrator if you want it to be vibrating. Otherwise, it's just really good sensation along this angled curve of the base instead of a flat base. Like yeah. a lot of dildos have like a flat almost like suction cup bottom Uh, but this one is curved to kind of go against the body so and they also have the fuse tango which is the insertable one uh, which i also love as a pegging toy but yeah so the um those guys are really great 
to give the uh, pegger a lot of stimulation. Um, and then I guess it's a good workout. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, just that, that change up of like, oh, I'm the one standing and thrusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it can be difficult. Yeah. For sure, you're not used to it. Yeah, it's like it's definitely another thing that like you get better the more you do it and you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not great with thrusting on my knees, so when I peg, I want to be standing up. So like, yeah. let's figure out some fun positions. For me, it's like aesthetically pleasing. Also, like I love mm-hmm. a person on their back in front of me. Like yes, please, mm-hmm. that's hot. <laughs> Just seeing them there on their back receiving pleasure, their facial expressions, the sounds they're making. Like there's so much that's like. Um, arousing about it and interesting about it uh, that doesn't necessarily need to be tied to my genitals experiencing physical sure. pleasure yeah. yeah yeah if you're super interested yeah because I'm I'm also getting pleasure when I'm like fingering my partner and that's like generally you know my fingers have nerve endings but not connected to <laughs> sexuality very very much um, you know and, and that gives me pleasure I think for folks who are in a relationship or even just a really good friendship, uh, giving pleasure is pleasurable as well. So, you know, there's always that element. Yeah. As we said, like, um, you know, this can be a totally vanilla sex act. It's like sex. So what do people who top just vanilla sex enjoy about sex? It's like, yeah, they maybe it's an act of service or they like giving their partner pleasure or Mm -hmm. seeing their partner vulnerable or, uh, giving them some sort of an orgasm or giving them pleasure, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. And I like this thing of like, also, you can layer so much on top of it. It's like, okay, well, let's stimulate the rest other parts of their body while this is happening. Like, it's not just the butthole that can be engaged. It's like, drag your nails over their skin, engage, yeah. like, their nipples, engage their mouth and get like whatever you want. Right. And then there's mm-hmm. dirty talk. So <laughs> Yeah, and there's the the taboo of it that that makes it hot for everyone involved, right? Like it's just it's because it has so much stigma that and and shame surrounding it. It also has a lot of taboo, dirty factor or like a naughty mm-hmm. factor rather, and then and that can make it extra hot because you're like, we're not supposed to do this. <laughs> Again, yeah. depending on yeah. the type of relationship you have. I feel like most anyone who I go out with, they're like, so this is what you do, right? And I'm like, oh, so it's not dirty or naughty anymore. It's just like, oh, that's what I do. <laughs> it's part oh. of your job. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. at this point subverting the narrative that, you know, you are the top in a pegging scenario. So you're like, wow, the, I'm going to receive The naughtiest sex. thing I could do Taboo. is missionary sex. Yeah, it's yeah. If I have boring sex, people are like, this is so weird. Oh, my gosh. I know. You're like, oh, naughty. Uh, we shouldn't be doing this. Boring sex with no toys involved. Yeah. yeah. I could never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you. Never. That's too kinky for me. Hard limit. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet for both of you that you wanted to cover before we go? Is there any, any kind of big things we wanted to mention, bring up? surrounding pegging for me the 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 thing that i really attack in the in the last chapter of the book and think is an important point is that we recognize uh that sexuality is not just taking it's giving Mm -hmm. and giving of yourself to someone is such a um, awesome and important act in a society that is as dark as this one often is, 
so approaching uh, sexuality and connecting with people and telling them what you want is giving because it's it's showing um, it's showing a full level of acceptance and trust. This is what I want. This is who I am. Tell me about you. Tell me who you are. And I really think that's that's something we all need to strive for um, to help push back the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Lindsay, does anything come to mind for you as far as anything important we wanted to say surrounding pegging? Pegging. Sure. Pegging. The pegging. Mm. The pegging. <laughs> the pegging. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was an alternative book title. Yeah. The <laughs> um. No, I feel like we've gone over so much today. Uh, yeah, no. I feel like we really did. Maybe just mentioning that the the book isn't out yet. It's 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 going to be out. I'm not sure when this is going to be. The podcast is going to be out. Are mm, you releasing Sunday? this soon? Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay, great. Yeah, so real soon. Yeah. So um, the soon. the book is actually being released on October 14th. So it's in a minute. You know, it'll be yeah. a minute yeah. before it comes out. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. I don't know. This is this is my first major publication. This is Cooper's what fourth or Millionth. so. So yeah, he's uh, <laughs> sixth. Sixth. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Congrats yeah. to both yeah. of you. I, mean, I, I had to do the math. This is number six. <laughs> Yeah, That's and so, so I'm just yeah, so so excited and and psyched to to talk about the subject. It's been really interesting to be like now, I don't know, um people know me for it, which I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't think that would happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you thought you got <laughs> like, DM so far, Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Watch yeah, out, right? look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see. Well, you know, and I, I got like a personal message from my mom and she was like, so I heard you wrote a book. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so, how did you know about that? <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, people, I'm sure people will come out of the woodwork and be like, so I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. that's fine. I am an educator at heart. I will always talk to people. But yeah, it's just been it's been really cool. Um, and I'm very excited about it. So, yeah, oh, that's man. Um, Big, huge congrats <laughs> to you both. It's so awesome. Thank you. Thank and it's you. so good. It's so good. You should be very, very oh, proud. Oh, I'm so happy you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. can we tell all the people where we can get a copy of the book when it comes out, where we can follow both of you to make sure that we know when it comes out? Well, the book uh, can be found at thepeggingbook.com, and there will be all sorts of links to all sorts of indie publishers, uh, not publishers, indie stores and indie places where you can get it. You can also get it from any of your various giant online retailers. And you know what? Honestly, we're happy however you get it because <laughs> it's it's valuable to read. I can tell you the the best place to buy it, though. I mean, oh, well, so yes, far, right, from, right. in my humble opinion, yes. uh, the, the uh we are selling it like my boss you know, is very excited for me that I have published That's the first awesome. book in a sex Aww. toy book. So he bought a bunch. <laughs> he's Aww. like, oh, how nice. many cases can I get? Yeah. So he's very excited. Aww. We're having a huge launch party that the tool shed is, is helping organize. And, um, so we are already pre-selling the book online, um, on our website, the toolshedtoys.com. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I, I want specifically like 
to show <laughs> my boss. That, and I've, do, I've done this to a couple things. Like I, I convinced him to sell the rose last Christmas because nice, he was like nice. dragging his feet. He's like, it's a TikTok phenomenon. It, it will, it's just a flash, you know, a flash in the pan. Who cares? And I'm like, please, please do this. All of my friends want it. You know, like I was just like, so I'm like, as soon as he got it in stock, I was like, all I have of my to make friends, sure go people buy, buy the it. rose. Yeah. yeah, it was like a challenge to me to, to sell me it to every single person I knew. And we have sold so many of those fucking roses. Oh my Fuck God, yeah. I, I swear. Get it. I was like, I, I wanted to tell my boss, I'm like, you owe me like a $6,000 bonus because this is, I've, I've done the math. You would not have this money without me. So, but so now it's a challenge to me to sell this book through my boss, <laughs> through my business, you know? Because yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I want, I want to prove to him. This is going to be amazing. Uh, so that's where I would prefer. I, of course, getting it anywhere is awesome, and I, yeah. I love that for everyone. Uh, but if you can, Toolshed is the best place. Awesome. There Are there go. specific places we can follow either of your social medias? You can find me at Cooper S. Beckett pretty much everywhere. Um, when I said sixth book, four of them are sexuality and sex related. Two of them are horror related. So if you like that sort of thing, you can also get that. CooperSBeckett.com. I warn you, my uh, Twitter feed is pretty political. I'm pretty angry most of the time about the horrible things happening um, to all the communities I love. As you should be. As you should be. So, you know, if if you don't want that, just don't follow me. Don't complain <laughs> right. about it once you do, because that's really just <laughs> don't be that bizarre. Or warning yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I am um, Lindsay, at Lindsay on Twitter, L-Y-N-D-Z-I. -I. I got my name, so that was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, yes. So I'm at Lindsay on Twitter. I mostly tweet about geeky shit, um, so that's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes sex related, sometimes politics, but mostly just um, gay pirates, uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's that deal. seems to be your right feed now. currently. That's my brain rot at the moment, so that's, that's what you can expect from me. Um, I also host the Polyamory Uncensored podcast, so a lot of, I do a lot of stuff through Polyamory Uncensored. And then on like Facebook, I have a page that's Lindsay L. Miller. I think I have like 23 likes. So I just started it really because I'm like, oh, no, I need to separate my personal account from my from my. So like page. Lindsay, yeah. do not DM like, her yes. asking her to pay yeah. you. Please no, don't. Don't I'm do good. it. Just don't I'm do pull it. up. I'm good. Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Lady Pim, would you give us your best Dom voice telling people not to do that, please? Oh, my God. All you bad boys out there, you just need to take a deep breath, relax, and fuck your own fucking hand. Okay? Okay? Okay, cutie? Okay, cutie boo? You don't deserve to get in Lindsay's DMs. You don't. No. So just spend some lovely self-time with yourself. Okay? Okay, bye. <laughs> that's like more condescending i love that type okay of shit voice. that voice did it for <laughs> me i don't know i yeah. mean that that's kind of my style though um <laughs> so okay for me folks yes i am also lady pim so you can follow me on twitter at the lady pim one if you want to go over to instagram i'm at the lady pim or at the bedpost podcast we have a Patreon. It is The Bedpost Show. We have a YouTube channel. It is also The Bedpost Show. And then I never like to go an app without thanking the lovely lady who does the original music for the podcast. She is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Cooper S. Beckett and Lindsay Miller, authors and podcasters, authors of The Peggy Book. 
Thank you so much for talking to me today. This was an absolute blast. Loved it. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you. And I hope everyone enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed uh, chatting and flirting with each other. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We will see you next time with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bedpost Podcast talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Thank you.